Well, good evening, good people. <laughs> it is I, Lady Friday, headmistress of Black Bells Academy, located in Atlanta, Georgia, the jewel of the South. I never get tired of saying that. And tonight I am addressing a kind of different subject matter. It doesn't just affect um, femdoms of color, it affects sex workers in general, and some of those people are people of color, so it is relevant to me, and hopefully to you as well. I was reading an article today that speaks of PayPal's exit uh, from being a payment platform for Pornhub performers. And you might say, Lady Friday, why do you even care about that? You don't do porn. Well, not mainstream porn. <laughs> but um, there is BDSM porn on there. And even though I don't have any on there, I do feel for these performers because this is a way that many ladies out there are making their money. And while I'm all about black power, I am a black feminist. So this definitely affects my black sisters who are Pornhub performers. And you might say, oh, well, just say you're a feminist. Well, these days, a white woman can become trans and then she's a white man. So when I say I'm a black feminist as well as just being a feminist, I say that for a reason. But I digress. Back to Pornhub. I see this as yet another instance of restricting sex workers from making money. And I have noticed this trend over the years. First, um, there was Craigslist and they restricted adult ads. And then there was Backpage. And then um, there was Tumblr and they're starting to restrict the type of content they're allowing. Now we have this. So let's actually, you know, unpack this. Now, going back to the article, it says that PayPal announced they were ending their relationship with Pornhub. In a statement to Vice, PayPal said that their decision was based on the fact that Pornhub has made certain business payments through PayPal without seeking our permission. Okay, let's just stop there without their permission. Now, from this article, one might assume that a large number, if not the majority of their performers are receiving payment on from PayPal. You don't think that PayPal has noticed this before now? You don't think that there has not been probably hundreds of thousands of dollars in payments paid through PayPal to Pornhub performers and PayPal just didn't notice. I can tell you as an individual, I've actually had a PayPal account shut down because a, a client of mine had made payment for a session and I guess he thought it would be a joke and put, um, for the spanking in the notes of the payment 
and they shut down my account. I'm one person. So of the probably thousands, maybe tens of thousands of transactions that have occurred, they're just now saying, oh no, we aren't about the board. Of course not. It's not about the sex workers doing it. It's because I believe that there are certain entities out there who are trying to curtail the adult industry. And I I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I've said this before, not necessarily in a podcast, but if you know me, you have heard it, that we are heading towards a dystopian handmaiden's tale if we're not careful if we do not pay attention because it's not a coincidence folks it's not a coincidence at all i have sissy crossdressers who are telling me from across the country that there are certain adult bookstores who no longer allow sissies in their adult theaters now think about that now, that's the second thing we'll unpack. Sissy crossdressers are not allowed in adult bookstore, adult theaters. So it's only okay to go in to suck cock if you're dressed like a dude. That's basically what they're saying. So that cuts out not only the sissy crossdressers, but mm, those who might be trans. Let's look at the multitudes of trans people, especially trans women of color, being murdered in the United States, absolutely if very little being done about it. In fact, I I don't even really think that it gets very much media attention. Why? Because nobody cares about trans people. Not really. Um, You know, I think that there's a lot of lip service But I don't think that even in the LBGTQ community, I don't know if I said that right, LBGTQI, I think there's an I now for intersex. Uh, There's not that much love I don't see for the trans community. Now we have a few shows out there that feature them. And we've got Laverne Cox, beautiful, beautiful woman. And we've got, what was the show on Amazon, Transparent. And then what else is there? Uh, correct me if I'm Oh, we have RuPaul's Drag Race. But that's about all. And in, in, in my opinion, unless you are a celebrity trans, no one gives a fuck about you. And I think that, um, uh, what's her name? Caitlyn Jenner has learned that as well. That once the Bruce Jenner identity was gone, not a whole lot of love for Caitlyn. Past the initial public to-do about it. And I think that if she didn't have an attachment to the Kardashians, there wouldn't have been attention very much at all. Not really. Very few people these days who are maybe 10 years younger than me even know who Bruce Jenner was. So there's that. But back to the subject at hand. Let's get back to this article, uh, which I found just 
very interesting and extremely informative. Pornhub is considered one of the best platforms for independent porn performers to earn an income, it says. The website has the seventh highest online traffic in the United States behind Google, YouTube, Facebook, Amazon, Yahoo, and Twitter. Think about that now. Has the seventh highest online traffic. So that means that there are millions, millions of people on Pornhub. So that tells me that there are at least thousands of Pornhub performers. And all of these people uh, are having a hard time getting their money. And I know how I am about my money, so I can only imagine because get this, Pornhub only gave their performers who use PayPal two days warning before they would have to change to another form of payment per this article. A performer, it continues, who goes by the name of Green Black told Mike this article that PayPal was the easiest way for international performers like herself to get paid. So think about that as well. Oh, you know, people have rent to pay, the holidays are coming up, and you know, oh, I've had a good week. I've sold, you know, a bunch of videos and Oh, oh now, now I'm not going to get pain. But now they have two other options. Paxim, a global wallet that allows users to request money for a dollar fee and Verge, a cryptocurrency. Now, and it goes on to say that Paxim is somewhat problematic and has a ridiculous amount of fees. Uh... I don't know about you, but I'm not into the whole cryptocurrency. If I can't put it in my bank account, I'm not trying to really fuck with it. Call me old-fashioned, but back in my day, <laughs> I never get tired of saying that either. Um, I like cold, hard, you know, U.S. currency. You know, I'll take some euros, but that's as diverse as I'm getting. And and that's simply because we've seen what's happened with Bitcoin. You know, for a minute there, it was all the rage and it was worth, you know, gazillions, not gazillions, I'm obviously exaggerating, but, and then it dropped and dropped. So I'm not that techno savvy that I keep, you know, abreast of what the hottest thing is in cryptocurrency. Maybe the younger generation is, I hope they are because it, kind of sounds like they're going to need to be. But let me continue with the part that I found even more disturbing. So it says that, um, well, let's just get to it from memory, that Cash App also says that adult work is against their terms of service as well. That's right, I said Cash App. So if you guys are on Twitter and you happen to follow any of the Fendoms out there, many of their handles, you know, are, you know, contain their Cash App handle, right? 
guess what's going to be coming pretty soon after this whole instance with PayPal shutting down. Cash App is going to follow as well. So, and Cash App, I think, is probably being used by not just porn performers, but probably sex workers as well. It's a secure way to get your money. They're, you know, the, you know, kind of awkward exchange of bills can be avoided. And, and most people, you know, welcome that and that experience. I know if that had been available when I was, you know, sessioning, um, when with the dungeon that I owned in Houston makes on war um I would have loved that but now um like I said I see the potential demise of that coming that platform uh disappearing soon as well so back to my original premise of I think that this is all not a coincidence I think that this is a decided strategy by the powers that be that not only want to make America great again because they somehow think that the era of the 50s and women in the kitchen and sex work being done in back alleys and underground. Let's talk about that as well. Underground. And because that means... If you're using PayPal or Cash App to pay for your little naughty fun, that means there's a what? An electronic trail from you to your source of yumminess, right? Um, A trail that can be discovered by significant others, marriage partners, and mm, I don't know, maybe media, if you happen to be um, someone in the public eye, perhaps, you know, like, let's look, you know, 45, it, it had all that scrutiny about his check that went to Stormy Daniels. So can you imagine if they came across, you know, a number of payments to Pornhub through PayPal? So you see where I'm getting with this. And this to me is, again, a way to inhibit sex workers from being able to make their money, which is not really cool. It's not cool at all. Um, If sex workers didn't have a market, we wouldn't be out here. If there were not submissives who want to get that ass whoop, 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 there would be no dominatrixes. If there weren't men who were seeking, uh, you know, just sex and were willing to pay for it, there would not be escorts. If there were not men who were seeking to have encounters with trans people, they wouldn't be out there offering their services. The only reasons that there are these industries is because there is a market but they want to drive us back into the shadows. They want to take away our somewhat kind of mainstream existence because Pornhub is huge. As I already mentioned, seventh highest in online traffic. That's huge. Um, I know someone who has Pornhub, you know, there as a on their phone. They that's how much they go to it. 
They don't even want to have to pull it up in the browser. They need the app right there. So, and then someone else told me today that, oh, I, I watch um, Family Guy on Pornhub. Now, I personally have not tried to do this, but I've been told that, you know, that's a thing. Okay. Why you would need to watch Family Guy on Pornhub, I don't know, but I'm all right. That, but that's another subject for another day. Anyway, so ladies and gentlemen, um, our advocates out there, pay attention to what's going on. Not only are they trying to strip us of our reproductive rights, they are trying to strip us of our rights to use our minds and our skills and assets to make a living. That's not fair. You know, it, but it's happening all over the country in, in many industries. You know, uh, people are being laid off who've been working in warehouses. Not saying it's the same thing, but loss of industry is loss of industry, in my opinion. You know, when Backpage disappeared and Craigslist disappeared, that cut a lot of local workers out of a way of advertising. Now, the excuse that was given was that it helped uh, in, it would help in the avenue of sex trafficking. Now, I kind of question that because in my opinion, at least if you were looking for a particular individual that was missing or that you feared was a victim of sex trafficking, you would be able to catch up with that person and find uh, potentially locate them from ads that might feature them, right? On Backpage and Craigslist. But that's no longer even a medium for people to be able to, do, for the um, law enforcement to be able to do that. So that basically forced those sex traffickers back underground, which I believe makes it more difficult for them to locate these victims. But call me a conspiracy theorist but so I don't believe that that's really the reason I think that someone out there who is in a position of power or has a spouse perhaps in a position of power who didn't like the fact that when they went on Craigslist you know to maybe look up a plumber in the area and they saw this adult category and and realized that oh my god are you saying that Bobby can just find a transsexual escort just by going to this website? And oh, good golly molly, there's dicks and everything all on here. So that had to go. That had to go because they were offended. But again, that's just my theory. But I'm kind of leaning towards, I think that that's closer to reality than not. But so that was the first subject that we are covering tonight and I will be back shortly with our second subject for the evening. She's a super freak, super freak, she's super freaky, ow. <laughs> there is a method to my madness, there's a reason I'm singing that particular song. This is obviously my new Day. 
because here is yet another article that I found very interesting. Woman pulled over for having a man in dog cage in back of truck. Yes, I said woman had a man in a dog cage in the back of her pickup truck. And then it goes on to say, a Florida woman practicing either misguided passenger safety methods for some extremely public dom-sub sexual humiliation play was pulled over in Polk County, Florida, because a Florida man locked in a dog cage was in the bed of the Ford F-150 pickup she was driving. What was going on here? And it goes on to say that, you know, hopefully it's actually, let's just read it. Fingers crossed for the public dominatrix angle, mostly because putting the man in a dog cage in the back of a giant pickup is 100% the Florida redneck version of a man being walked on a leash. Nothing screams beat me like a dog to that region, like being questionably secured and endangered in the back of a speeding pickup truck. Now, I'm from Florida, and I take that a little offensively because I don't ever recall seeing any man in the back of a pickup truck in a dog cage or a man on a leash being just led down the street. Uh, But I did have a somewhat sheltered life, so who knows? But the article then goes on to say that... There were other options that perhaps the man was being transported to face trial by the county's meth dealer tribunal, or the man was convinced he was a gator and kept trying to bite the woman so she threw him in a cage and is driving him back to the swamp, or the man drunkenly confused the cage for his apartment the night before and the woman never even saw him and just drove off with him in the cage. Because, hey, that happens to anybody, right? (sighs) So the reason that I found this article very interesting is because as a lover of abduction scenes, which I do, do love them, there is just nothing that is quite so thrilling than having your minions creep up and snatch someone. Or just snatching and grabbing someone in a parking lot or in any number of the myriad ways that I've done them. They are quite fun. But that was back in my day. Uh, Now, we have everyone and their mother who has a cell phone who will video anything. And they do. And I'm not trying (laughs) to become the latest subject of a TMZ segment. You know, that might be great marketing, but I don't think it would be a great deal of fun. I don't think it would be a great deal of fun being pulled over by the cops and having to explain to them that no, officer, this is all very consensual. Because you're probably thinking, oh, well, they'll just ask the guy and he says it's consensual. I have actually asked a police officer about a potential hypothetical situation where, say, in a traffic stop, you, for some reason, heard a noise in the trunk and you discovered it was someone in a gimp suit. What would happen? And he said, I'd take you to jail. Like, do not go 
Pasco go straight to jail. And then he said, well, and we, we would get it figured out, but I would take you to jail. Uh, no. I'm, that's a hard pass for me. I love a good scene just as anyone else. I love the endorphin rush. I love in going to my happy place and being in the zone, but I am not willing to go to jail to get it. I'm telling you, not today, Black Jesus. Not today. But, um, and I have submissives who still now who are like, oh, wouldn't we love to, like, what you, I just want you to take me and take me away. And I'm like, mm, but how are we going to do that so that we all stay safe? Because that's my job as the Dom, right? Is to be in control of the scene. Abductions take, by their very nature, are not done in a safe space. So there's all these random variables that are at play. People who are watching, people who might be recording, um, you freaking out at the last minute and being like, no, no, and then what am I going to do? So it's a lot more problematic these days, for sure. Now, if any of doms out there would like to offer any advice, I am always open to uh, new information and new scenarios. So hit me up. You can find me at blackbellsacademy at gmail.com. You can find me at blackbell, oh, bells black, bells black. No, I didn't just have a stroke. Bells black on Twitter and blackbells academy on Instagram. So that is the conclusion of my podcast this evening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Please rate it, rate it, rate it fine. Tell a friend, pass it on, and look forward to upcoming podcasts with our instructors. Ms. Lovejoy is next, and then will be Ms. Nadia, two amazing, gorgeous Ebony Dominoes that you are going to adore as much as I do. So until then, peace, love, and spikety spikes.